0: Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome Twosome or Gruesome Onesome in this case. I know we haven't really been able to record together, both Jess and I, and it's really, really weird. Not only have we not recorded, we just haven't seen each other in so long because of life and it's really odd. (laughs) We used to go from seeing each other weekly and now we haven't seen each other in months. So it's strange. (laughs) Um. But alas, we do definitely want to keep bringing you content, and I know the last few episodes have been a bit wishy-washy and possibly a bit rushed, and I do apologise for that. We definitely want to, you know, get our content a bit more professional and and a bit more up up to our level like we used to be, Um, not to say that we ever had perfect content, but I feel our best episodes are definitely with us together. So with saying that, before I get into the topic, um, this is definitely something that I will revisit with Jess and we will go over this together. Um, But for now, this week's episode is on my unpopular opinions in horror movies. I am just going through horror. Um, I could probably do a whole series of this um, I found a lot of my opinions are very different to others and that's okay and before we do get into that like the fact I need to do a disclaimer is ridiculous but these are called unpopular opinions because they're unpopular I understand that I'm not expecting anyone to agree or disagree an opinion is an opinion you know it's nothing serious Email me, DM us, do whatever you need to do to get it out, rant, whatever, but that doesn't make your opinion correct and doesn't make my opinion correct or vice versa being wrong. They're subjective. Everyone likes what they like. I know a lot of people find these um, interesting and entertaining and can be a bit fun, which is why I'm doing it this, uh, this week, but by no means am I saying my opinion is the final opinion and fuck the rest of you, okay? Um... With that being said, let's get into the list. We interrupt this podcast for a quick promo break, but don't stress, we'll be back soon. This time, Danny DeVito becomes pregnant. Who knew? But <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> Garth doesn't <laughs> mouth just the mouth words more. at all. He's, he's just mouthing, like, opening his mouth up and down like a puppet. <laughs> Now, let's get this show started. Hello everyone, you are listening to Snippets of Critically Optimistic. If you like what you hear, come join us as we create fun and exciting double features that pair two films together with interesting themes. We even offer up some shorter shows where we talk about new films to just hit theaters and various topics within the filming community. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts, and we release on a bi-weekly schedule every other Tuesday. We love to include our audience by answering questions on the show or reading feedback. So get listening and be part of the Critically Optimistic Friends. See you then. Welcome to C. McBee, home of Chunk McBeef Chest. This is a podcast where I take stupid questions way too seriously. Like, what if Bruce Banner put on adamantium pants and then transformed into the Hulk? What would happen? I answer that question definitively. If vampires are undead, that means they don't have a heartbeat. Can a vampire get a boner? I answer that question definitively. I also examine some of the most amusing musings on the internet and editorialize and take them way too seriously. Join us for C McBee, the podcast from Chunk Me Beef Chest. See, that wasn't too long. Now back to the episode. Now these are in no particular order whatsoever. I'm just going to lay it all out there and number one. Number one, if you know me or follow our um, accounts at all, you should probably see this coming. Number one, Eli Roth is overrated. I've mentioned this in other episodes. I've mentioned this online. I just cannot stand him or his movies. Any interview I see with him, any film that I know that's done by him, I try, I've tried so hard to just keep watching the films just in case there is a gem that's thrown in there in the mix. I can't do it. Hostel series was shit. And I love gore and I'm fine with torture porn, but they're so boring. Clown was just stupid. There was nothing good about that film whatsoever. Cabin Fever, I mean, was okay, but... I'm not going to go out and buy it or own it or rewatch it ever again. I just find that so many people hype him up and there's really nothing to hype. I just don't understand the love that this man gets, especially with the. um, What was that series he did? I think it was for Shudder. Going through like a history of horror or whatever it is. I just find him so pretentious. So pretentious. Like he. He just thinks he's all that when he really isn't in saying that there is one film that has his name to it but he didn't direct it it has his name to it and that is the sacrament by ty west i love that film so much the whole vice crew going you know rescuing his sister and jim jones and all that stuff like i just found that a really good film but his name is to it he didn't direct it so yeah, that's <laughs> that's how we're kicking this off is my little rant on Eli Roth. <laughs> the second opinion, oh man. I've I've a list here so I could remember what I was gonna talk about. And the second one is the one I'm worried about the most. Not only because I know people's love for this film slash series, but the comment that was posted In response to someone else so if you don't follow us on twitter or instagram or anything sometimes i'll put a post saying this is what our upcoming episode is about give us your opinions and we can talk about it and that's what i did for this week um i said you know doing an episode on unpopular opinions post yours now this unpopular opinion is the original halloween the original halloween film is trash. That's right. I don't just not like it, I think it's trash. And someone had put in the comments that Halloween 1978 is not the best slasher. Which is fine because I agree. But then the response. It's just the movie that started the entire slasher craze into the 80s. Sure there were horror movies prior to Halloween, Just birthed the modern day slasher as we know it. So put some respect on the name. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, we're allowed to have our own opinions. Why is it that as soon as someone mentions something about a beloved horror film or films in general, people do that? They gatekeep. Gatekeeping in the horror community is, it's fucking, it's so bad. It is so fucking ridiculous. And I actually have an episode on my other podcast, if you're not aware, Sweet and Sour Nuggies, where I talk about mental health and other stuff um about gatekeeping so keep an eye out for that but like we're entitled to not like a film just because it's classed as a classic or a cult classic or you know critically acclaimed film like you don't have to like it and i'm here to support that and there's actually another comment that says the same thing that the halloween franchise is not that great it's not it's not a great franchise we're watching the same fucking film on repeat every single time except for number three which was weird a very strange (laughs) film Sort of like our Texas uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre had number two where it was all just like crazy, which I love that film so much because it's so ridiculous. Number three from the Halloween franchise was just odd. <laughs> it was just so odd. But I just, I've tried so hard to get into those films and there's just so many and then they reboot the series and remake the franchise and do this and do that. You're watching the same thing over and over and over and I'm just... It's frustrating. (laughs) It's frustrating. So number two is the Halloween original film as well as franchise is trash. (laughs) Come at me (laughs) because I know you will. And moving on to point number three. Oh, man. (laughs) I know I'm going to get a heat for some of these. But anyway, Zombies zombie films any film with zombies in it are not good films (laughs) i have tried i've brought this up on other podcasts as well and other episodes there's only one film one film out of all of them that i actually enjoy that has zombies in it and it's not even a proper horror film (laughs) it's more comedy and no, it's not Shaun of the Dead. And while we're at it, that's another unpopular opinion. Shaun of the Dead isn't funny. Simon Pegg isn't funny. That whole trilogy of films is not funny. That is all I'm saying on that matter because I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. <laughs> but the film I'm talking about is um Dead Snow. I love that film. I love that film so much. I think it's fucking ridiculous. It is so batshit crazy. Um, but other than that, I've watched so many zombie films. I've seen literal zombie films, I've seen, you know, the Romero zombie films, I've I can't get into I don't find zombies scary. I just don't. And it's overdone now, especially since the whole Walking Dead series, which is a whole other situation. They're just they're not scary. They're just not <laughs> Uh, With that being said, (laughs) I've got the list here in front of me and every time I get to the next point, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get crucified for these. (sighs) Next one, Human Centipede. One, two, and three. The Human Centipede trilogy is a good trilogy. It is worth watching more than once. And the third one is the best out of the lot. (laughs) let me rephrase that actually the first one is the best but the third is the most entertaining I do think the second one gets a bit ridiculous and it's more so because the second one tries to take itself really seriously when it's not doable half the things that happen in that film like you would die from like it's not it's not gonna happen and that's what the first one did so well is that it's medically accurate it's you know that it could actually happen as sick and twisted as that is what happened to those people could actually happen. The second one is pretty much torture porn. It, it's a, got a little bit more meaning to, uh, to it rather than stuff like Hostel which is why I say the trilogy as a whole is worth watching because I still think it plays an important part in the three films. But the third one is just so fucking ridiculous and it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's a lot more comedic. And I just think the third one is a lot more fun to watch. A lot more fun. But I think overall the trilogy should be seen at least once in your life. If you are a fan of horror or even if you're not, just to say that you've seen it, just watch all three films once. Then sit on it, think about it, and then possibly come back to it. Cause that's what I did. I watched all three um at the time of their roughly around the time of their being released. And I sat on all three of them and I was like, I actually think I enjoy this. Came back, rewatched it, still enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? These are good films. And the more I've watched them over the years, the more I've enjoyed them. And carrying on that same tone. <laughs> that same type of film, <sighs> a Serbian film. A Serbian film is a good film. It is a political statement. It is not done for the sake of torture porn. It is not there just because it can be. There is a deep and meaningful purpose to a Serbian film as much as no one is willing to see it. I have watched a Serbian film at least 10 times, if not more. I've enjoyed it every single time I've seen it. It's not real. I can't, I I can easily detach myself from a film. Um, I will, I I don't get as immersed in a lot of films as others do. Um, I definitely find that I'll watch certain scenes and not cringe as much as other people or feel as uncomfortable because I know it's not real. I know that didn't actually happen uh, for 99% of films. So I've been able to re-watch a Serbian film so many times and enjoy it every single time because I think it's a fucking masterpiece. I'm just going to say it. It is a masterpiece in cinema. It is worth it is worth having in the genre It needed, not necessarily needed to be made, but it deserved to be made, and it deserves more hype than it gets. I understand, you know, disturbing cinema isn't for everyone. I get that. But it is so for me. (laughs) Disturbing cinema is my fucking jam. And this is definitely, like, top notch for me, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get so many comments. (laughs) oh next one (sighs) the next one jump scares and i know a lot of people agree with me so i actually don't know if this is still classed as an unpopular opinion jump scares are overused they're not needed half the time we don't need a jump scare or a sound or anything like that every two fucking seconds of a film they are way overused they used to be fun Uh, Especially back in, like, 80s and 90s, you'd get a couple thrown in, or in comedy, uh, comedy horrors, they're more entertaining as well. But holy shit these days. Holy shit, they're way overused. Audiences are smarter than directors give them credit for. We don't need everything to be shoved in our face. Have a sense of mystery. Leave it to the unknown. Let us imagine... Let us think about what is going on or what's going to happen or what's to come. We don't need jump scare, jump scare, sound, jump scare, jump scare, sound. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous. You know, it's, it's overused, it's overplayed. We don't need it. One now and then, if done correctly, absolutely. But the whole film does not need to be covered in fucking jump scares. And moving right along... The next one... I don't actually know if this is an unpopular opinion. It's just my opinion. Um, A24 films. Overrated. Like, I don't mind a movie with a message or an artsy film now and then, but some of these films are just... Yeah. Way over the top. They're not needed, you know. It's such a hard one. Um in relation to A24 because I do feel like it was a breath of fresh air when it first came onto the scene and there was some actually really interesting films part of um, that brand but now it's like all horror is Blumhouse or A24 and quite honestly neither of them do that good of a job. Yeah, I don't know how others feel about that. I have seen a lot of people absolutely adore A24 films. Um, I actually want to do a ranking of A24 films because I have seen all of them except for men. I'm still yet to see. Um, And I do think it's an interesting subject. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely an opinion regardless. A24 is a bit overrated. (laughs) The next one is found footage is the best subgenre of horror. I already know why people don't like it. You can yell at me, yell at the screen, yell at your headphone, whatever you're doing right now. I get it. Not everyone likes it. Some people find it cheesy, but for me, found footage is the most effective when done correctly. <laughs> Let me put that in there. There is a hell of a lot of shit out there, but found footage to me, it's just top-notch. And we're saying that going into another one, The Blair Witch Project. Top notch. Top notch. So many people hate on this film. Hate on this film. Now I saw this film not in the cinemas. I didn't get the hype of They Are Really Missing. I didn't get any of that. I was born in 93. The film came out in 99. I saw it later down the track and I still love this film. Every time I watch it, that ending, that last minute or two gets to me every single time. I know it's coming. I know what it's about. I know the whole film back to front at the back of my hand, and I still get shivers. I still feel ugh after watching it every single time. And that's how I feel with a lot of found footage films, if done correctly. The point of view through the camera, it just, for me, going back to earlier with what I was saying about being immersed into films, that is the way to get me to do it. That is the way for me to properly, completely immerse myself in a film is found footage because it's the one way that I'm able to put myself in their shoes. I don't know why. It's just how effective it is for me. (laughs) It's just, it is what it is. Um, and I will forever bring this film up. I've brought it up in previous episodes. I think our top 10 horror movies, I brought it up. It's, it just means so much to me. It got me into the genre. You know, I think it's well done. I don't think you need to see monsters or anything for the films to be effective. And I think Blair Witch Project does it really, 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 really well. I definitely feel it deserves a little more credit than it gets from a lot of horror fans. Alrighty, we are about halfway through the list. (laughs) And I'm sure you've all been (laughs) yelling and cringing. But alas, the show must go on. Next one. <laughs> oh, I get so nervous doing these. Uh, the next one, M Night Shyamalan, and yes, that that is what I am calling him moving forward. M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> um, yeah, overrated. <laughs> okay, look, hear me out. M Night has some decent films early on. I absolutely love the film Signs. I think it's fantastic. Sixth Sense, it is what it is. Uh, it's watchable. <laughs> I think Breakable's a really good film, but I don't think he deserves as much hype as he gets. I don't think he's as bad as Eli Roth, don't get me wrong. I'll watch an M Night film before I watch an Eli Roth film, but I just. his whole twist shtick that he's got going and like there's a lot of predicted uh pre- predictability if that's the right word in his films you know what's coming you can see it from a mile away um his portrayal of certain characters don't sit well with me i just i'm not the biggest fan like i said i can watch his films over eli roth i just don't think he's worth as much hype as he gets at all oh man speaking of unpopular opinions <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween is a good film. There, I said it. I've said it. Not number two. We're not talking the sequel. But Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one, is a good film. For me, it is what the original should have been. It's darker. It's grittier. It's, I wouldn't say scary, but it's probably just because I watched it later on in life. I think if I'd watched it younger, um, for the first time, it would have been a bit spooky. I just find there's more substance to the film than there is the original. I know. Come for me. Blacklist me. I don't care. (laughs) I just find Rob Zombie's Halloween is more entertaining to watch. I can't help it. I'm sorry. The original Michael Myers isn't scary. It's not scary. The mask isn't scary. The jumpsuit isn't scary. Him walking extremely slow to the point where I could walk past him and still be alive is not scary it's just not. So that's right. Rob Zombie's Halloween, I find, I find to be superior to the original. It's just, I can't help it. It's just what I like. I know you're screaming. I hear you. I feel you. It's fine. We'll move on (laughs) to another one that's probably going to get you keep screaming. Although if you're a fan of the show, you should know my opinion on this one because myself and Kevin from the Jerry Room podcast covered this in our Django uh, episode, which was a very odd episode that just (laughs) ranted on about whatever we wanted and with a little bit of Django thrown in. Scream 5 is a horrible movie. (laughs) Look, this series had already started to go downhill. We didn't need a revival. We didn't need everyone to come back. And we didn't need certain scenes to happen. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to ruin anything. Um, I know it's been out for a while now. But it's just not how I do things. Um, I just find Scream 5 to be a steaming pile of shit. It does not deserve any of the hype. It doesn't deserve half the reviews it got. Did we watch the same film, people? (laughs) You knew who the killers were. And then certain death scenes weren't needed they were rushed it was a complete you know kick to the balls if you say if you want <laughs> if you will <laughs> it was a complete kick to the balls with the way certain characters died and were betrayed and how they were seen and just let it die let it die okay and then with saying that speaking of letting films die conjuring fucking stop it end it now not needed half of the films in that quote-unquote universe which will bring me to another one after this weren't needed they're horrible films they're not entertaining in the slightest and it's just there's too many there's too many of everything and and going into the next point universes horror universes it's not needed we don't need a link for everything and this conjuring quote-unquote universe is just getting way out of hand it's a cash grab It's not entertaining. It's just throwing shit out for the sake of throwing shit out because for whatever reason, enough of you enjoy them to go see them in the cinema every time and then come out complaining, wondering why it was shit. They're cash grabs. We don't need them. We don't need them. Okay? Screen five, cash grab. And a complete, complete disrespect to Wes Craven's original film. I'm sorry. They did not do a good job. They didn't stick to the same formula. It was way over the top. I know the Scream films aren't that serious. I know that there's comedic parts to them. I know that they can be a bit meta. I get all that. But this Scream 5 was like throwing everything in it at once and going, here you go. Cash grab, give me money. That's exactly what happened. So Scream 5, Conjuring Universe, horror universes in general, stop, end, no more. We don't need them, okay? We don't need them. Oh man. (laughs) Oof, next one. Let's see. There's a twofer here and that's Horror TV Shows slash American Horror Story. There are some horror TV shows that are done really well or at least they are for a certain amount of time and then they just get overdone and they don't know how to end it. Uh, One coming to mind would be Bates Hotel. That show was so well done, and then it just completely destroyed the last season. Hannibal, now I understand that there was a lot of rights issues with Hannibal. Um, they couldn't get the rights to a lot of the Silence of the Lambs material, um, a lot of other material. I know that there was uh some issues with cast. I, I I know that it's not always black and white cut and dry, but in saying that, it started so strong. And then ended so weak. And a lot of these shows do that. Penny Dreadful. Started so strong. Ended so weak. And then the biggest one of all. (laughs) Which I still to this day don't understand how we're at season 10. Is American Horror Story. It's bad. It's really, really bad. American Horror Story is bad. American Horror Story stories is bad. It's not. No, just stop. Ryan Murphy, you need to stop. You had, what was it? Murder House was fantastic. Asylum was brilliant. Still my favourite season. Coven was watchable. What's for? Hotel? Freak Show. Freak Show then Hotel if I remember correctly. Freak Show was good until midway through and then it just p- steaming pile of shit. Hotel was eh. Uh, and then what's that? Five? And then after that it, it was all shit. There was not a single good season. Roanoke was shit. Cult was shit. 85? No. 87. 1987. Was shit apocalypse shit What's the latest one there's like that double one with like the vampires and that with macaulay culkin in it which strange choice shit (laughs) i haven't even finished it because it is so shit we need to stop with cash grabs this needs to end like do something do it well let it die off and then put all your energy into something new and refreshing new and refreshing it's not hard It's not hard. (laughs) Um, the next one is, it's painful for me to say, but I saw this on another or on a horror review channel on YouTube possessed by horror, um, as well as, uh, spooky astronauts, um, my top two go to horror YouTube channels. Um, and I saw Sarah from Possessed by Horror brought up Stephen King and how he's a bit, he's outdone now. And as a large Stephen King fan of his earlier stuff, I can understand how now he would be overrated. And then the more I thought about it, the more I agreed. Because, and this includes the films that are based off his books. They're so overdone. We're getting... King film, king film, king film, king film, reboot, remake, king film. Like, we don't need all of this. First of all, not all of his material is good enough for a film. Second of all, his new stuff is actually really lacklustre. He's not where he used to be, and I don't know if that's because he's now also not on the drugs he used to be. But (laughs) the films, the shows, the books, the 70s and 80s, early nineties were fantastic and two thousands onwards his films are just meh. Like even the new Stephen King ah uh, Stephen King, the new uh it films, the first one was fantastic because it was more uh based off the book, which the book was from back then, and I, I understand this is almost contradicting itself, but the second one was shit house And as much as I enjoy that first half of the film or part one it's not needed we don't need Stephen King shoved down our throats all the time and it's just getting ridiculous because every year it's almost like every few months there's a new Stephen King film or a book release and they're not that great they're really not that great (sighs) let's see Lucky last, I think. So I've managed to group a few subjects together. We are at the end rather than midway through like I thought we were before. (laughs) But now looking at my list, I've managed to group a few things into one. So the list is a bit more condensed than original or originally planned. But the last one is the Paranormal Activity franchise. First, we don't need any more. It's done. Okay. Next of kin wasn't that bad of a film but it wasn't needed but the spin-off paranormal activity the marked ones is the best film of the franchise i don't care (laughs) i really enjoy the first one i really enjoy the third one and i really enjoy the marked ones but i fucking cannot stand the fourth one and the second one is okay like it ties everything together It's, it's fine it's just meh but the marked ones to me i just felt it more uh engaging and more interesting more stuff was happening um there is definitely a lot of cliche in there being horror being paranormal activity being uh technically found footage which you know i love as i've said before but i just i don't think it gets as much love as it deserves i don't think either a a lot of people haven't actually watched it and b those who have are so obsessed with the earlier ones that they just don't care for this and i think that's really sad i think this film deserves more views, more not hype isn't the right word, but more love. I think Paranormal Activity the marked ones deserves more than what it was given. And so, with that being said, that brings us to the end of unpopular opinions part one. As I said, I do want to uh, link this back into another episode with both of us, and just can give me some of hers. I can give some um, others that I haven't mentioned here because I have a lot. (laughs) And I'm very opinionated, as I'm sure you can tell. Um, But I hope there are some people who agree with me. Uh, If you don't agree with me, or if you do agree with me, let me know. I'm happy to have a conversation. I'm happy to debate. I'm happy to discuss. Um, But not argue. There's a difference between discuss, debate and argue and there's a very fine line between them and people need to know that. Um, With that being said, before I close it off, I am going to run through the comments that were put on the Twitter post I had for this uh, episode. So we'll go through some of your unpopular opinions now. So let's see, we have... Jump scares, done right, can work. My faves are in The Woman in Black not the best film but overall genre of horror but still fun and crimson peak and it could just be del toro is great at horror because the devil's backbone is also fantastic Ooh, del toro i have some comments on him (laughs) might leave that for a part two uh that was done by mission spooky podcast The next one, I don't like jump scares. One good one is great, but don't let it be a crutch. Make the audience feel smart and horrify them psychologically as well as visually and viscerally. Agreed. Pretty much said the same thing. So I can see maybe it's not that much of an unpopular opinion. Um, That one was by Calvin Barast on Twitter. The next one, Savarko, Road to Avatar podcast. I love this comment. Just because it's filmed at night doesn't make your film scary automatically. A monster you can see can be just as scary as the unseen. I agree, but it has to be done well. So not necessarily the night thing, but the uh, monster being seen thing. It it needs to be done well because if you start just throwing shit out there. And and putting it all in our faces, then it ruins. What's the point? Next one by Carl Leatherface Havoc on Twitter. The first screen flick was not worth the wave of mediocrity it inspired in the 90s. Ooh. Ooh, touchy. <laughs> um I can see why people would think that. I actually think that's becoming a more popular opinion now, anyway. Let's see. Next one. Uh-oh, I'm not going to be popular for some of these unpopular opinions. <laughs> that's by Impala Films um, on Twitter. Number one, only like two of the Friday 13th movies are any good. Ha, 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 kind of agree. I think they're a bit overrated. Um, I will dive into that more into a next, uh, another episode for a part two. As I said, I've got many more to come. Number two, literally none of the Texas Chainsaw movies are good. Ooh, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> to say none of them oh see i'm such a big fan of the first and as i said earlier the second as well so i mean it is an unpopular opinion so it makes sense number three child's play is the most consistent of the big horror franchise big up to don mancini okay so if we're saying a big up to don mancini does that mean we're not including the reboot um with buddy because that film was atrocious i still couldn't finish it Cheap Seat Reviews. As per usual. He hates the shining. (laughs) I've he's we've had this discussion before offline. He hates the shining. He doesn't think it's worth the hype. I absolutely adore that film. I can't comment on that film. Jess loves that film. Like, Jess has a huge poster in her house from The Shining. Like, I can't comment. cody i have so much respect for you and now i just want to cry <laughs> cody from dungeons and podcast podcast the first one i can't i don't even want to say it <laughs> japanese horrors such as ring or ringu and the grudge or juan are shitty both their original japanese films and the american remake okay There's a lot to unfold and unpack in this. So you start off saying Japanese horror, which sounds like you're doing that as a collective for all Japanese horror. But then you end it with both their original Japanese films and their remakes. So are we only discussing Japanese films that have been remade like Ring and Grudge, or are we discussing Japanese horror as a whole? Because Japanese horror, like as foreign horror, Japanese horror is my favourite. I adore Japanese horror. I think they do it really, really, really well. Um, both now and back then, including 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I think there's a lot to uncover still. Um, So I'm not 100% certain as to the the, um, extent of what you're saying. Number two, even though I like and watch Rob Zombie movies, he basically has a shtick and all of his movies are cookie cutter. He's the horror Tarantino. oh you guys know we love tarantino so i'm not going to comment on that um and pretty much the same i like and watch a lot of the rob zombie films but he does have a shtick i've got to agree with cody on that one they are very cookie cutter you know what you're getting yourself into if you're watching a rob zombie film next up your next favorite movie podcast my two biggest ones are one book of shadows is better than blair Witch project oof i don't know I'm very biased when it comes to this. Um, It's hard for me to comment because I have such a connection with the original film. But I do know that um, there is, I wouldn't say hate for Book of Shadows, but there is a lot of misunderstanding for Book of Shadows. And I think if you understand what you're watching, you'll have a better time watching it. Um, I definitely think it's a good film. I think it's worth uh, watching absolutely. For me, obviously I don't think it's better than Blair Witch Project. (laughs) That's all that is. That's all there is to it. Um, Number two, Halloween 2 is not a good sequel. The sister angle is terrible. Laurie, who was a badass in the first, is now stuck in a bed, going in and out of a coma-like state. I place it ninth overall. Well, I can't really comment because I can't stand the entire franchise. (laughs) But Um, I do know that is a very unpopular opinion because I know a lot of people do really enjoy the sequels. So that's interesting. A regular good old guy on Twitter. Oh, I can do this. The Human Centipede 2 is secretly a masterpiece. (laughs) Like I discussed previously, I adore the trilogy as a whole. I definitely enjoy number three as my favorite um, entertainment to watch. Number one is definitely the most realistic, but I can't i can't do number two as a masterpiece i can't i can appreciate it i definitely think it's the worst of the three though um an echo in the recess recess an echo in the recess in the spheres of retail (laughs) um also from film effect pod man your fucking name trips me up every time uh exorcist two the heretic is a masterpiece i am not going to comment on this one because uh fun fact i haven't seen all of the exorcist films and the ones i have seen i haven't seen in a really fucking long time so yeah but in saying that going by the comments it does seem to be an unpopular opinion so <laughs> it fits the bill uh, was that it let's see Who else have we got on here That might be it. Uh, Carlo, the movie loot. I know I'm alone in this, but I don't like any of the Raimi horror films. Not Evil Dead 1 or 2, not Army of Darkness, not Drag Me to Hell, sorry. Okay, I adore the Evil Dead films. Uh, Originals, 1 and 2. Army of Darkness, I think, is a little overrated, but I still enjoy it. I cannot fucking stand Drag Me to Hell, I think is highly overrated. Nostalgia Cast says, unless the series reinvents itself a la Nightmare on Elm Street or Child's Play, a horror sequel rarely, if ever, betters the original. For the sheer fact that the scares get more diluted each time out. 100% fucking agree. There is. Well, 99% really. Because <laughs> it's the odd times it's actually worth it. But, um, yeah, that's definitely definitely an interesting one um because i know a lot of people do actually enjoy a lot of sequels um myself included but i've got to agree they're they're not they're never better they never add anything it's just something to enjoy by itself um the liminal lands torture porn is the lowest hanging fruit on the horror tree and it should be pruned out um yeah pretty much (laughs) it i mean it depends like i said before i I don't class a lot of torture porn as torture porn depending on on how you see it. Um, I definitely agree in relation to Hostel, um, a couple of other films that are like that. But overall, it's kind of a hard one to suggest for me personally, because I do watch a lot of Disturbing. I do watch a lot of torture porn. Um, But my God, Hostel. Agree. (laughs) Two Idiots and a Dog jump scares are the horror equivalent to a fart joke used sparingly with the right timing they're amazing most people however do not understand the timing or the value of moderation abso fucking lootly it was the best way to put it used sparingly with the right timing they're amazing most people however do not understand the timing or the value of moderation that is so fucking relevant to today it is a joke um now i don't know if this one is serious or not it's worded like it's serious i just don't know (laughs) um but (laughs) kelly zurek um from on our best behavior podcast says child's play is the scariest movie and movie series ever made yeah that's definitely an unpopular opinion (laughs) Um, Back to Carlo, the movie loot. All of the Nightmare on Elm Street films suffer from last act issues, great premise, and solid execution for most of the film, but they don't know how to wrap it up. As a massive fucking fan of Nightmare on Elm Street, I still still agree with that. Um, I find the films very entertaining. Um, I do, however, feel that a lot of the endings could be be done a lot better a lot lot better let's see next up the wet lounge podcast says michael myers can come back a hundred times i watch it every time he walks no (laughs) i'm sick of talking about halloween no not again us over get out by carlo the movie loot again uh disagree i absolutely adore get out i absolutely fucking can't stand us Which brings us to our last one by Mr. Flickster who says Jordan Peele is overrated. Yep. Leaving that for a part two. (laughs) I do love get out. um, I do love get out, but I am leaving all of my discussion on that one for part two, which brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening to me rant for almost an hour. (laughs) I'm sure it was fantastic to listen to and you're all screaming at your screens. Um, but I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm um, not sure what will be the next episode or when it will come out. Um, the day it's due to come out is actually the day I move house. Um, so i have just going to talk to Jess and see what we have hidden in the bank, ready for a rainy day. But until then, have a fantastic day and you'll hear from us soon. Bye. Hey, it's Ebony here and I'm here to let you know that if you've enjoyed this episode of the Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsum, you can find us on other platforms. That's right, we are on Spotify, Apple, GoodPods and more. You can also follow us on social media at gruetwo underscore movies, Two underscore movies. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Hope to see you there.